Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. there all you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports true friend jimbo back again i don't know why i said it that way <laughs> kind of said that kind of quick but uh yeah back again for another episode here uh for your your weekly sports rants and topics that have came up this past week or so a little bit of a quiet oh wait no it's not quiet there's football back we had the nfl hall of fame last weekend calvin johnson still saying no to the Lions. Not going to see you. Not going to do it. Um, I saw a story about that. That supposedly the Lions offered like $500,000 a year. And some other stipulations if he would come back. As part of the, the team. Kind of like what uh, I think it's Tony Dorsett does it with the Rams. Something like that. But he said, no, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good selling my cannabis. But um, got to review the... The Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series from last week. Quite an interesting race. Um, some interesting wrecks. As well as maybe some bad blood left over from last season. Coming out. I don't know. have to stay tuned and hear what I have to say about that. And uh, Flyers news. Carter Hart re-signing with the Flyers for four years. And I, I like what, um, what I'm reading about it. And hearing from Fletcher, the GM, what he's saying about Carter Hart and the team in general, too. So, I have a lot, you know, decent amount to talk about this week. But before we get into it, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net, where we have all of our social media accounts on the right-hand side there, as well as one of our uh, weekly sponsors that sponsors our Combat Corner, Bed Angles. There, I have a link on the website there, right below all the um, social media accounts and where you can listen to us, things like that. So make sure you visit their website as, all, as well. All you gotta do is just click it. That, e- that easy. Um, as well as up top on our website, we have the merch tab there, and we just added this past week a 2021 Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series T-shirt there. Um, cool looking shirt uh we have the 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 schedule on there as well as um all the sponsors that helped out this season with the league so make sure you head over there purchase one you know much appreciate it but if you don't want to do that that's fine 
just head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way you could help support the, the show. And like I always tell you guys, anything that you know you guys donate or whatnot is only gonna help with giveaways i'm planning on doing a giveaway with this upcoming football season at some point in the season maybe maybe a jersey giveaway maybe a helmet i don't know you know we'll see see how the the season goes and the next few weeks goes but um and then also do not forget we have our chat line which you could call and comment about the show or comment about any of my topics my opinions about certain things so if you want to call it's very simple 612 sts chat so that's 612-787-2428 which is the sts chat now that we got all that out of the way let's jump right into the show here um so this past friday we had the stay tuned sports podcast truck series which was at the Milwaukee Mile. And, you know, old track, kind of classic. You know, if you if you guys were watching, you heard Drew Eisman and, and or no, it wasn't Drew. Drew wasn't there this past week. But uh, Peter talking about um, the history of it and, and Garrick Leeson, who was the other uh, host of the show, talking about it as well. I mean, as a newbie, myself getting into, you know, Racing, not even just i racing, but obviously these are real life course uh, tracks. You know, it was re- really cool to listen about some of the stories, some of the races that they have seen in person or on TV from the Milwaukee Mile. But I don't think NASCAR had some of the wrecks that these guys had on Friday night. I mean, if you guys have I raced before or watched the broadcast, you know they, they talk a lot about net code, what it is, and I, I've talked about it a little bit too. But the the first thing I gotta bring up is the whole JT pool wreck. I mean he was coming around uh, I believe it was like turn four and the easiest way I could describe it is if you saw the show Wipeout, where it was just like a gimmick um, obstacle course show and there would be one part of the obstacle course where you gotta kind of walk along a, a ledge while boxing gloves be coming out of these holes like a like whack-a-mole and the contestants don't see it coming gets punched right in the head and just goes flying sideways well that's what happened in JT the, the really funny part, though, about this whole crash was Colin Ollery was two or so car lengths up, and he mysteriously hit a wall, which that's what you know they were thinking, and I, I was thinking myself is I racing assumed when Colin got pushed up by hitting his wall would have went into JT pool, which made JT basically just make a hard right and smash right into the wall. I mean, it was the weirdest glitch crash, as I like to call them, that happened all year. I mean, this is up there with, I I believe it was the the first race of the season where, God, I I forget the racer's name. I feel bad. 
um, when he wrecked, he just shot straight up in the air like a, a spaceship and never came back down. Not a clue where he went, other than basically he just reappeared in pit uh, pit lane, and it was just weird as all hell. But that's kind of one reason why I like to tune in and watch these guys or watch iRacing just in general because even watching real life NASCAR, I kind of tune in to watch the wrecks. I know you know probably piss people off by saying that, but you know that's my opinion and how I feel about it. You know I'll watch it, but I pretty much watch for the wrecks. And JT, that was a hell of a wreck that you had. And by doing so, uh, he JT was able to get into the chat and, and say I, I believe he had like 40 minutes worth of damage so he, he would have to sit on um, pit road for 40 minutes to, to get the, all the damage done but he did and he was able to get back out there on lap 92 because this happened early on in the race and gain some positions back especially with getting three lucky dog awards which is when there's a caution, whoever is the first person a lap down is able to get that lap back. I can't remember a race this past year where there was more than uh, a racer getting more than two lucky dogs a race, and here JT gets three, and probably could have got more if, if there was more time for him to go. Um, as far as the start of the race, Andrew Himmelman, once again, like I said last week, he just on fire, wins the pole, didn't take the butt kicker challenge, and I mean, kind of don't blame him. I mean, he won it last week, so there's really no incentive to uh, to do it. I mean, it's only 10 bucks, so why not try to make your you know your your distance between first and second in points? A little, you know, larger. Um, pretty much dominant once again the whole race. He led the the most uh, most laps. I forget exactly how many laps it was, but you know, I think it's like two or three weeks in a row that he led the most laps. Um, he's just on fire now. You know, it's. I think it's going to take like a lot for him to get derailed. You know, as long as he stays composed, I believe, um, he'll be able to do this. But if he starts to crack, maybe maybe a little bit of pressure may, might break him. So, what this, you know, you guys are going to have to tune in this Friday to make sure uh, to see if that happens. Um, other thing I want to kind of bring up about this this race, too, that we will you know have to keep an eye on the rest of the championship race here, is on lap... 63 I believe it was um, things got a little little heated uh, James Lorello our STS driver and Christopher Darlin kind of getting into it and Lorello spun out smashed into the wall um, the reason why I bring this up is both guys are in the chase for the championship and last season right around the same time um, Lorello was having an outstanding year was close to pretty much locking up the championship and him and Darling got into it again um, with spin outs and everything so 
Not sure if that uh, that beef from last year was completely squashed, but we're going to have to you know, tune in and find out. Um, but even with the spin-out, Lorella was able to finish 12th. And another um, chase driver, Matt Cherry, definitely had a, a rough race. He spun out two, three, four times or so. Um, he was fast. It was just that he couldn't control the the car coming out of the turns. And I mean, luckily he's in third place as right now in the points. And this is the last race before the the cutoff gets dropped down to four. But there's not a whole lot of wiggle room as far as points between um, third and I want to say you know the third spot and the sixth spots. Maybe a total of uh, ten points or so. So one little slip up and he's in last place and you know one of these lower guys has a good race just like I thought Jeff Price pulled off um, right before the chase started and he could be on the outside looking in for the the, the championship. Um, so as far as my racers to watch kind of alluded to just a few seconds ago Gotta keep an eye on, on Lorello and, and Darling. Let's see if uh, if this was just a one accident, one you know, one and done type situation, or is there still some bad blood? Is Lorello gonna retaliate? You know, or is this, like I said, gonna be clean race the rest of the the championship race? And if it is, can either or both of them catch Andrew? Because now Andrew, I believe, is like. Uh, like 10 or so points above Christopher Darling because I, I believe Christopher moved up to second place in the point standing for the, the championship my other two racers are Stan Hausman and Doug Neal um, Stan is only two points out of that fourth spot and had a good race last week finished eighth place so again I mean if he has a good enough race you know gets a top three or so he may be able to sneak in there at number four especially if you know darling and lorello take each other out you know early on and they end up in the last spots you know last place or so and then my third racer is doug neal he's only five points out he was a little had a little bit of a rough start last week but he had a good comeback um, to finish in a decent spot. So, again, those two guys could technically slip up into the top four there if Lorello and Darlin wants to keep battling each other. So, we'll have to, to wait and see. Make sure you guys tune in Friday night, 9 o'clock, over on 3Wide TV on YouTube to uh, make sure you tune in. Chat's always open. You know, it's a good time there. We you know have a good good talk. You know, uh, Peter Short likes to put up polls there, which is actually gave it a little bit better. No, not a little bit better. It's always been good, but more fun, interactive um, time while watching the race. And before we go to the next segment, if there's any drivers looking to join a league, contact the NSRA League's Facebook page, as well as if there's any businesses out there that might want to sponsor a series or a race um 
with the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series coming to an end, just got the announcement today that our second part of the season, which will be a new season like on its own, will start September 17th. So, going to take about a three-week um, break after the season, then they'll, they'll start back up. So, again, any drivers or businesses or podcasts that want to sponsor series or join the league, head over to NSRA's Facebook page and shoot them a message. Like I said in the beginning of the show here, the Hall of Fame um, inductions were this past weekend. Obviously, Peyton Manning headlined it, especially when it came out that it only took the... um, Hall of Fame voters 13 seconds to put him in there first off my question is why did it take so long I mean that should have been like okay yeah he's in there just go what's the next one you know um, loved how his, his brother kind of trolled him a little bit uh, while the, the Hall of Fame induction was going on Eli tweeted out that him and his daughter are champions of like cornhole or something some small little game, but um, I, I just love how they they still troll each other a little bit there. That's why that's why I can't wait for the the Monday Night Football mega cast or whatever they're called to, to listen to those guys. But with that being over, the Hall of Fame induction being over, time to look forward to the, the 2022 class of the NFL Hall of Fame. And I mean, you know, it's not going to be as good as this past season but still some quality names there um some of the names that top the list we got the receivers anquan bolden steve smith and andre johnson and then we also have demarcus ware listed as the the pass rusher part of it and then devin hester for special teams kick returner um when i was looking up some of the stuff you know you think of steve smith at least, you know, with me, he, he was always a good player to me, you know, uh, for Carolina and then with Baltimore. But when I was looking up about the the class here, Steve Smith is eighth all-time in receiving yards. And even with Andre Johnson, you think about the quarterbacks he had. He had Carr to start with. I believe he was there with Deshaun Watson his rookie year. Um, he's He was 11th in receiving yards you know when you're going up against the jerry rices the terrell owens and you got steve smith and andre johnson there that's it's like they're they quietly creeped up that that list there and i don't know how much that like they never had like the big games you know consistently you know jerry rice always had 200 yard or 100 yard games um, things like, you know, 150, 200 yard games, stuff like that. It's just that Steve Smith and Andre Johnson were consistent, you know, consistently with the thousand yard seasons. And even with uh, Carolina, you know, you think of the quarterback Steve Smith had, Steve Berline, who was okay, but he wasn't Deshaun Watson or, um, I'm not even gonna say Tom Brady because that's should not even count. But you know they never had 
really, really good quarterbacks. They had okay quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson, he was a rookie, you know, so he wasn't at his full pot- uh, potential yet. But they still got up on that list. And I was just so surprised to see how far up they were. The thing is, I could see Steve Smith making it, but not Andre Johnson. And I think it's because he's not that big of a name. Like, he's big, but he's not, no, again, no Terrell Owens. Um, Anquan Bolden, another one. You know, he had an awesome career with, with the Cardinals. Had, you know, Kurt Warner there. Had some good quarterbacks. I could actually, honestly, I could see Anquan Bolden making it before Andre Johnson. And that's amazing considering, like I said, Andre's 11th all time on the receiving yards list. And then, so as far as, you know, Devin Hester and Demarcus Ware, Demarcus Ware, again, this, this stat I was surprised with, he's 13th all time in sacks. Now, I think he's going to make it just because he had one season where he had 20 sacks. And that was right there to almost breaking the, the single season record for sacks. I, you know, I think if you break any type of record of that magnitude where it's tough to get 18 or 19, 20 sacks, that will stick out. And I, I remember that season. That, I believe that was when he was about to be a free agent um, for the Cowboys. And I was hoping Philly would have picked him up the following season. So I could see DeMarcus Ware making it. Devin Hester. Here's the thing about Devin Hester. He's only known as a kickoff and punt returner. Okay? They not really have any type of offensive value I mean he was okay you know you put him in there obviously they would have to keep an eye on him but he he was not an every down offensive player now granted you know he had 14 punt return touchdowns he had five of them uh, kickoff return touchdowns and he did have one missed field goal return for a touchdown but you know look at Antoine Randall that played for the Steelers he was good. Um, the kid from the Chiefs. Jeez, uh, I can't. I'm drawing a, block, a blank now. But Devin Hester broke his records. But he's not even in, in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, maybe Hester makes it. But I can see Devin Hester making it in a year where it's a little bit more weaker of a class. The one name that, when I was reading the the article on ESPN about the players that are eligible, the one name I still cannot believe this guy is not in the Hall of Fame is Tony Baselli from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, he he was the face of that franchise for the first few seasons of them being in the NFL, and this is going on five years of being a finalist. How is he not in there yet? And you know what? Not saying this is a weak class, but again, I think he'll make it this time around. 
So, I mean, just looking at the first few players that were eligible and that are still eligible, I got Steve Smith, Tony Baselli, and like I said, I could see Anquan Bolden making it in this time around. But just think of if you made a, a fantasy team, though, of these guys, and... I mean, I don't want to compare him to this past season because this past uh, Hall of Fame class because you got Peyton Manning and Edgar James who played together for one. Um, Harold Carmichael, like I, they would just slaughter this upcoming class on offense. But you know, maybe next week I'll I'll, I'll try to put together a, a Hall of Fame class battle and see who would be the ultimate Hall of Fame class and who would you know would win Carter Hart is back with Philly just signed a three year 11 million dollar deal this past week and I like it I'm okay with it you know didn't break the bank on him and rightfully show uh, so I mean he still has to show he's the franchise goaltender that we thought in his rookie season. I still think, and I, you know, I commented on this. Um, I believe when free agency opened up, that whatever Carter did in the first season, his rookie season, needs to go back to. And the rumors were that he went away from his sports psychiatrist after his rookie season, and that's when he started having troubles. And you're starting to see some injury bugs too. So hopefully, the injury bug isn't a Matt Murray type thing. You know, once Matt Murray started getting hurt with Pittsburgh, that was it for him, and he was gone. You know, after a couple seasons, um, well, like four or five season, seasons maybe. But speaking of that, I mean, Carter Hart is going into his fourth season, and just to kind of show where he was and, and, and where he is now. I mean, last season, he was 9-11, giving up almost four goals a game. Now, all season, I did say that I didn't want to put all the blame on Hart because there were times, that, I mean, he was there. He was right in the spots that he should have been, but that defense was terrible. You know, the only good defenseman that we had out there was Provorov, and I think Justin Braun sometimes, but that was sometimes. Everybody else, it was like, you know, musical chairs, in and out, in and out. But this past season, Chuck Fletcher is helping, you know, booster that, bolster that um, defense up a little bit. And I, I like the two trades that he did. He got uh, Rasmus Rustolini and Ryan Ellis. I like the Ryan Ellis pickup. I think that's going to help out a lot. Um, I think it's going to bring some physica, uh, physicality to that defense. And I think, it's, you know, again, it's going to help Carter Hart. And the other thing, too, that I think is going to help Hart is the fact that they also brought in uh, former San Jose Sharks starter Martin Jones to compete for the starting job. That's what he needs. He needed someone to push him. Brian Elliott, very good backup. Didn't really have to worry about too much of him taking your starting job away. Did he take a little bit of playing time away? Maybe, but he was not going to be the full-time starter. 
So now Carter's really got to show he's worth this new contract. And I'm just hoping it's not another Steve Mason situation. So this next segment is our Combat Corner segment, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, live scores, odds, and the best expert picks every day. Start winning today at BetAngles.com. This past week, we had UFC 265, I believe it was, and one single match may have hurt a fighter that didn't fight last night, or, you know, that night. And that was Vincent LeCoux tapping out Michael Chiesa. I believe I took Vincent LeCoux last week in my picks, but he tapped Chiesa out in the first round. Chiesa is a good wrestler and a good jiu-jitsu guy. For him to do that, bumped him up in the UFC rankings two spots, which we know the UFC rankings don't mean shit when it comes to Dana White and all them. But the person that hurts now, I believe, is Leon Edwards. And Dana White was asked about him. You know, is Edwards going to be fighting for the title next? And Dana said, I'm not sure. They said, uh, another question was asked, is Leon Edwards going to have to get another win to show he's ready for a title shot? And Dana said, "Um, probably a good idea. I mean, the guy, he only fought one time in the last two years and his last fight was Nate Diaz which yeah first two rounds he won but that third round Diaz came back and dropped Edwards and almost almost won it almost pulled out the win and I agree you know there's not many times I agree with Dana White but this time I, I think he needs I think I agree with Dana White he needs to fight someone else because if you also look at his past five fights the only person he really thought that was uh, competitive or championship material was Bilal Muhammad and that ended in a no contest because of an eye poke and that was his first fight back after being off for two years or whatever it was I mean yeah he's on a nine fight win streak but that's over five years probably fighting the likes of Cowboy Cerrone um, who's over the hill Um, other guys I've never heard of so I mean it just doesn't make sense to give him a title shot after one fight now if you do look at the rankings and the other thing too is Usman's not Usman and Covington just got announced this past week they're going to have their rematch in November so if Edwards decides to sit out again, I mean, he's already looking at nine months to another year before he fights again. And if you're going to go into a championship fight, you want to be active. You don't want that ring rust to set in. So I started looking at the rankings, and Gilbert Burns is right above Edwards. Edwards is number three in UFC rankings, which, again, we know it don't mean shit. If I were Leon Edwards... Because Gilbert Burns is starting to chirp at him a little bit. I would try to make that fight. I would try to make the Gilbert Burns fight against Leon Edwards. This way, if you beat Gilbert Burns, you obviously move up to number two, the number two spot. And he may have to fight one more time 
Because again, Usman's not fighting to November. So let's just say Usman comes out of that fight unscathed. That's another two more months before he's ready to fight again. So now you're looking at the end of the year. I mean, if that were to happen, you know, okay, maybe maybe he could sit out the four months to take the title fight. But if Usman gets hurt and say Vincent Lecou picks up another fight between now and then, make that fight, you know. Seal any questions about should Edwards get a title shot or not. Knock knock the top guys out to the point that, you know what, you have to give UFC no choice to but to give you a, a championship fight. And plus you're showing that you're you're more active compared to the past couple of years. So yeah, I mean even though, you know, but you know, when I think about that, Gilbert Burns, he's got the power, he was impressive his last fight, but I still think maybe Leon Edwards could beat him. But if it's Edwards versus LeCou, I, I'm going with LeCou. I mean, he looked good. He's been looking good. And kind of my new fighter I like going with. But yeah, I definitely think Leon Edwards needs to pick up another fight, another win. I don't think Dana's in any hurry to hand out title shots to uh, Leon Edwards right now. So I think that's going to be it for us this week. Um, like I said at the top of the show, make sure you guys head over to YouTube on Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 3Wide TV for the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. It's definitely going to be hot. You know, uh, like I said, with the, the, the rivalry, kind of brewing, kind of coming to a, a boiling point now. So it's definitely going to be some good racing. Um, and I believe they are at no shit I forget where they're at <laughs> this week but either way it's still going to be good racing it's been good racing all, all season long um, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net so if you can uh, click all of our social media accounts so you can follow like as well as click the bet angles um, link right there right below all of them with football starting up I'm pretty sure there's a couple of you gamblers out there like myself going to use them to help out and head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports in case you want to uh, help uh, support the show in your own way. And let me know how you thought about how you feel about this past show. How do you feel about Leon Edwards? Well, all you got to do is dial 612-STS-CHAT. Leave your, your comment. Let me know. And then you'll be on the the show next week so till next week this is your good friend jibbo signing out